Here we go. We're going to record a show, babies. Aw, yeah. Hello, my night of the living breads. This is your The Hills Have Pies host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his pineapple upside down cake on Elm Street podcast, Beware the Donated Mango. Today's donated show goes out to Mr. Arm, one of the curators and inhabitants of the Creepfest Dead Things weirdo house known as Trundle Manor. By the way, I'm late with this show, as always, but I'm getting it out now because Mr. Arm and Veldevon Minx are getting married in real life two days after this show drops. So consider this episode a wedding gift which I made them pay for. In that way, it's just like all of my parents' anniversary gifts, so that means love. Wait, am I still introducing the story? If enough of you go visit Trundle Manor, they might be able to outfit the place with those enormous artificial bat wings they're always talking about. Then they, and all of us, will finally see a Trundle fly. Trundle Fly by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Mr. Arm really would have preferred to create his own mutants by mixing strands of DNA from different species and teleportation accidents, but he was just too damned smart for his own good. Or maybe just smart enough for everyone else's good. Try as he might, all he was able to do was create a perfectly good teleporter from everyday objects he found around the house. Like vinegar and baking soda, which gave the teleporters a nice fizzy foamy effect. Yes, it made him fabulously wealthy and altered society forever and saved the environment and all that crap, but how could he enjoy any of it without at least one legit mutant to call his own? He tried to convince people who used his technology to beam to Japan or Manitoba that they had indeed become mutants and held up as evidence their distinct vinegary smell. They might have bought it if the smell hadn't gone away after their next shower. Well, if he had most of the money in the world, he might as well do something with it. He had always wanted to travel, but he was so close to his house, Trundle Manor, well, he was so close to it, he was inside of it, but he loved it so much he didn't want to leave it behind when he saw the world. He hadn't actually built the place, he'd had it exhumed by an enthusiastic gravediggers club from the local high school. Once the old house was above ground, he had the kids bury themselves alive so they couldn't tell anyone where they had unburied his treasure. Being an entire dead house, the place had come full of pre-dead exhibits, so Mr. Arm was able to walk right in and start charging for admission. Pardon me, donations. After the first few years of little to no business, he realized he probably would have benefited by letting those gravediggers live to tell everyone where the old house was. This business stuff was complicated. He checked on their burial spot, but as they were still alive, they had been digging their way across the country on a tour of cemeteries from the underside and had no time for him. It was then that he'd gotten the idea that not only would mutants be a good draw, they could also drag tourists in off the street to their deaths. No, 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 to the ticket lines. God damn it, he had to keep that straight. Taking inspiration from Cronenberg's remake of The Fly, the movie, not the bug, he set about designing a complete failure of a mutant maker and inadvertently saving the world, which leads us to where we started and our hero's current problem. In order to take Trundle Manor with him in his travels, Mr. Arm got the bright idea to paint the house with a coat of teleporter juice so he and the house could go wherever he chose. It was cool traveling with your house, just like Doctor Who's TARDIS, only with a twist. Trundle Manor was smaller on the inside. Let's see Doctor Who do that, mofos! Well, something weird happened on their first trip. As soon as they arrived at the Cleveland Center for Wellness, an attraction Mr. Arm had always longed to see, he suddenly realized he was a couple of stories taller than he had been. It turned out the mutant thing had finally worked. Mr. Arm had fused with Trundle Manor. Shit, he didn't know if he was happy or sad about that. Oh sure, he was finally one with all the things he loved, but there was no going into the Cleveland Center for Wellness now. He was literally as big as a house. He decided to make the best of it. He called himself Trundlefly and bipped and bopped all over the globe giving tours of his insides. 
After a while, though, life became the same boring drag. To spice things up, Trundlefly went to Antarctica to seek out the Mountains of Madness and yoink some dead alien bodies for exhibits, but all they could find were the Mountains of Mental Stability. He was just about to leave in defeat when he was confronted by a stranger on the icy tundra. Her name was Velda Von Minx, and she was part of a secret society of mutant stoppers. They called themselves the Five-Pointed Axle of Fire, which had nothing to do with anything, but the lady in charge of the group thought it sounded super cool. Mr. Arm was fearful and wanted to know what Velda was planning to do to him. In truth, she didn't know what to do. No one in her society had encountered an actual mutant before, and her Antarctic patrol was especially slow. She thought she'd seen a penguin with two tails one time, but it was just a slow poo that had frozen up. Velda didn't really want to do anything bad to Trundlefly. She was fascinated by him. In her spare time, and she had a hell of a lot of that given her job, she was a taxidermatologist, which was a person who checks taxicabs for skin conditions. But what she'd meant to be was a taxidermatologist. It's just that that jerk teacher worded his class description very poorly. Handsome cabs indeed. This woman was everything Trundlefly had ever dreamed of. She loved dead things. Hell, she even ate dead things, which was way different from everyone else who only ate fruit which was still attached to the tree and took bites out of live cows. Sensing a kindred spirit, Trundlefly invited Velda inside to have a look around at his taxidermied menagerie. Seven hours of stuffing and nonsense later, they had fallen in love. When it was time to get the hell out of Antarctica, he warned her that if she went with them, she would probably fuse with them. She suggested they change their name to Vundlefly, and they were off to Transylvania, but ended up in Pennsylvania. So again, much like the TARDIS. Somewhere in New York City, a taxicab with a severe case of acne wept. If this story lowered your fly, you can pull it and other protrusions at the haunted house of the malfunctioning mouse, BewareTheHairyMango.com. Bulge unhealthily in the comments for this post or Lagat email me and we'll finally realize that nothing we do really Matthews at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or yell at our mothers that we wish no one had ever been born at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Wherever our drive-ins haven't been driven out, the SF and SF signal stands for slasher film, that sort of sticky layer of red goo that settles on all the furniture at Camp Crystal Lake. We're pretty sure it's the blood of innocent virgins and we wish their CIT in charge of it had ordered up on sanitary napkins last year. Tweet to the birds that all your tippiest of hadrons follow me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity. If you still can't find me, follow the white splatter trail. Like us on Leather Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr and the Wax Museum. I uh, can't think of anything else. I really should expand my social media life. Maybe I should stay in more. Yes, I absolutely know the whole reason this episode exists is because the generous Mr. Arm shelled out big money to make it happen, and yet I'm still going to ask you for more. My balls are the size of Volkswagen and Beatles, gang, and I am not above asking for a little kiss on the donate button to help cover the cost of keeping the site up until one or all of us gives up the ghost. If it will make you take appropriate pity on me, my balls are also the exact shape of Volkswagen Beetles, and when hippies climb into my balls and drive them to the Monterey Pop Festival on the other side of the country 50 years ago, I can't even begin to describe the pain. This podcast wanders the catacombs with its unruly head of cat hair, searching for style, posing with its paws poised upon the dressing table of the dead, realizing that whatever it achieves here could only be a retro look at best, so maybe it will have to stoop to dazzling them at the clubs tonight by flashing its cutting-edge Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share-like 4.0 international license. And Mr. Arm can do whatever he damned well pleases with it. Before you go, please check out the Trundle Manor documentary by Jason Maletto in the show notes for this episode. They didn't ask me to put it up, but it's cool. And enjoy Brian Vamp's sweet-ass Trundle Manor song at the end of this episode. Until the Red Death clashes with the yellow wallpaper, this will be your cannibalistic humanoid underground Matthew Sanborn Smith, also known as Chums, reminding you there ain't no party like a winter Donner party. Good night.
Why don't you head on down to Trundle Museum? They got lots of creepy things, you gotta come see them. They got an old moose head and a big black cat. Some jaws of pickled frogs, a snake and a bat. Welcome to Trundle, such a delight. Come to Trundle, you're in for a fright. Trundle Manor, it's a place to be. Trundle Manor, you'll never want to leave. Well, Mrs. Minx and Mr. Arm, they run the place and they put on the charm. They stuffed in carcasses and hang them on the wall. They built a robot man and stuck him in their hall. Welcome to Trundle, such a delight. Welcome to Trundle, you're in for a sight. Trundle Manor, it's the place to be. Trundle Manor, and it's absolutely free. Donations accepted, of course. Schedule a tour we'll Come to Trundle See something obscure Trundle Manor Swiss Fell PA Trundle Manor Just off the parkway